You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. Man, Oniro Trello. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Santa Claus came early this year, didn't he? And Santa Claus is Greek. <laughs> Costas Manolas is red and white. I've got my red and white Santa hat on. What a day out of nowhere. Manolas in Greece from yesterday, bought by Olibiagos secretly and announced today after a reception of 2,000 people outside Square Platia Alexandras. What you guys got to say? You go first, Labro. Hold on, I had some mic problem. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. No? You can hear yes. me. Okay. Godspeed. Okay. Wow. Has anything ever like this happened? Like outside of the transfer window? You know, like it wasn't even was this even legit? Is this even allowed? I don't know. Napoli seems really pissed off. God bless them. He just showed up. He just showed up like a week before Christmas. Like, I'm signing everyone. That's it. And it was just accepted. Like. Has does anyone remember something like that happening? I can't believe they even announced him too, right? Like, is that even allowed? I don't anyway, it doesn't matter if it's allowed or not. Um just crazy, crazy stuff. Um, super exciting, of course. A legends we love, one of my favorite players ever. Um, I think a lot of people loved Cosas Manolas. I remember the amazing season he had and then going off to the World Cup and playing amazing in Brazil and just being like, damn, we won't see this guy play for Olympiacos again, if ever, for a very long time. And I don't know, it just brings back so many great memories. And I just really hope he's fit and ready to go because let's go do something special. That's like the big part. Let's go do something special. So I personally... Uh, personally, I don't think it's a shocker. Uh, last summer, we had a chat, uh, Costa, about the, the Manolas situation. Stavros Yurakopoulos uh, broke the news. And I happen to have had info that confirmed that there is indeed talks. Uh, Manolas really wanted to come back uh, to Olympiacos. And he basically wanted to come back to Greece. Um, I think all three of us can agree that uh, living abroad is not for everyone. And maybe it's not forever. It's... You know, it, it has its pros, it has its cons, but we can agree that, you know, living abroad away from your country can have its toll. And this is a situation where Manolas really wanted to come back home. And obviously he's going to play for the best team in Greece because he has the be he has a great relationship with them. He played for them there. And he also said it. He was going to end his career at Olympiaco. So I always knew uh, this was only a matter of time. I didn't know it was going to happen that soon, but... Ever since last summer, when I heard all the news and I had some of my sources confirmed that this is true, I thought it was it's only a matter of time, uh, either in January or the summer. 
the uh, an, the official announcement of Manolas's signings won't happen until New Year's Eve, if I'm not mistaken, or January one. So you're right about that one, Labros. But uh, at the end of the day, guys, uh, I mean, are we doing the are are, are we going to go uh, a little deeper into Manolas now, or do we save it for later? Save it for later. Uh, let's let's not get too serious straight away. <laughs> okay, let's not get too serious. But my the full story is it's not shocking. Uh, he did want to come back. He wanted to come back to Greece. He's here, and uh, this doesn't have this totally doesn't feel like a Yaya Toure Kevin Miralas thing. Because back then I watched, I, I covered the Premier League, and I could tell you that it stunk more of like a, they need Olympiacos more than Olympiacos need them. This is not the case right now, and you're going to find out soon why that's not the case. So we got, we got so excited at the beginning, and I got so excited, I forgot to say, this is the Gate 7 International Podcast. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, thanks for joining wherever you guys are. Hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Big news breaking today. As Costa said, uh, Costa with a K, it is no surprise, but I think the, the, the timing and how it happened, you know, all of a sudden was uh was somewhat out of the blue i mean i can tell you my own story this morning i'm i'm traveling back to london tomorrow and i was in the car i was on the way to taking my dog to you know where i where i leave him when we go and travel we can't take him on the train so i'm in the car and actually i'm listening to the sport 24 uh, daily show that they do and there was a discussion uh ilias galones was uh was on the mic galones. He was talking. right thank you um, and he was saying Dimitris Nicolaou is being touted as a Manolas replacement in Italy by a Napoli uh, paper, like a, a site that deals with Napoli issues. So it wasn't Gazzetta dello Sport. It wasn't one of those. It was a Napoli page saying Nicolaou is being touted as a as a Manolas replacement. Like, what? You know, where did this come from? And okay, why is it relevant? So there, there was something in the air from the morning already, and then. All of a sudden, you know, the Amadopoulos says, oh, there's, you know, something happening in, in Olympiacos news, you know, stay tuned. And then all of a sudden, Gate 7 comes out with a with an announcement. Everybody be at Platia Alexandras at six o'clock this evening. Uh, we're going to receive another great player as only we know how to. And then, boom, everywhere on social media, Manolas is back. Kostas Nikolakopoulos came out on the radio, confirmed it. We're talking about a player that's made above 50 million worth of transfers, guys. What was it? it was more than 15 million when he left to go to Roma, then 36 million to Napoli. And if I'm not mistaken, Costa, you can correct me if I'm wrong, he is the record holder in terms of Greek player with the highest transfer fee paid, 36 million. Is the Not highest fees. No, but for a Greek player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Greek in total. Player. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. So, Costas Manolas is back after seven and a half years after he left. He signed a three and a half year contract, according to Nikos Gotsis. And the fee is reported to be from Italy 2.5 million upfront plus 1 million. Uh, additional in uh, deposits and a 400,000 waiver fee because we signed him before the window opens 
in January. I don't know if that means he's going to be able to start training before the January window opens. We can find out about that hopefully in the next couple of days. But again, I think the way that this was handled from a comms perspective as well by the club has been uh, great. You know, the videos were ready today after he was he was announced, and uh, no, it's a it's a it's a big coup. Yeah, I agree. It, what's crazy is they paid that money two summers ago, and we they how much money have they lost on that? And I think it really is a case. Um, of course, I said earlier of someone wanting to come home i you guys a lot of guests we had a lot of former players talked about it, about Jorgatos when he went to enter and there was just this feeling of i want to come home more than for fuck's sake i have no options or Olympiacos fans love me let me go back like teams were interested in manolas and it was kind of made clear like no i don't care like it's it, this transfer is not i know he hasn't been playing this year but like, would Olympiacos be playing a player who puts in their transfer request in the summer and pushed hard for a move in the summer? I don't know how how much. And we go back. I remember we spoke in the summer. Um, the relationship with Spalletti, I think, was very toxic from his time in Roma with Totti. He was kind of like Team Totti. Spalletti was pushing him out, right? If I remember that all correct. Anyway, it was a real toxic situation in Napoli. I think I saw a lot of fans like other greek teams like oh this is a washed up player doesn't play for napoli i think there's a lot of circumstances that are not covered very closely um that present a different picture i think this is going to be a great signing the 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 big thing is it's going to take time i think we're going to need to see him get back into match fitness i know i think he got injured at some point as well for napoli um, his head hasn't been there almost for six months or more. I don't know how hard he's been training. So the 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 physios or whatnot are going to have to work him back in shape. He's got time. It's December 16th. Our first game after Christmas is January 5th or 6th. So he has time. I don't know if he even wants to play that soon, but there's time. I don't know. Uh, we paid less than we did for Ruben Semedo. Um, interesting i i don't know uh like even this is extremely low risk as well five million euros are you kidding me like usainu ba is probably worth would you sell usainu ba for less than five million euros i don't know like like he's shown some talent in european nights like if olipiakos got five million euros for usainu ba i'd be like shit that's not good enough that's not great like you know what I mean? Like, this is very low risk for a player that has this resume. And that's not even talking about the love he has for Olympiacos and, um, yeah, what whatnot. So, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I think this is going to be a fantastic transfer. I think it has, I think it's going to take time, though. I really am worried about people, like, if he's a bit rusty, getting, getting upset. I hope people don't. I think uh, he'll need time. Well, uh, what I also know is that uh, Manolas was so keen to come back to Olympiacos that he even surrendered his final pay, his final, his final monthly salary at Napoli, which was around 400,000 euros. He refused to take that pay and he let them keep it because he was that desperate to make it work and make his, uh, make his uh, move work. But guys, I mean... You put this perfectly. You put this perfectly well. This is a major coup for Olympiacos. This does not have Yaya Ture and Kevin Miralas 
vibes on it. And I'll tell you why not, because here we're talking about a player who ever since 2014 has made a total of 281 appearances for two of Italy's biggest clubs in Roma and Napoli. That's 281 appearances, almost 300. Uh, last season, of course, he only made, and last season, he made a total of 33 appearances for Napoli. 29 of them was as a starter. So talking about washed up, has been. 29 starts in 33 matches that he played. And the matches that he missed were because of injury and one suspension. So it's not like the manager decided, yeah, you're not good enough. It's just, you know, he could he literally couldn't play. But of course, he only had seven appearances this season so far. But as we, we made it clear, he didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, he had a bit of a Harry Kane syndrome going on. Uh, we didn't just realize that Harry Kane was overrated all this time. We just realized that he wanted to leave. He gave everything he had. He wants to do something better. He wants to win trophies. It didn't work out. And he's not happy at Tottenham right now. That's why we've only seen him score, what is it, one goal this Premier League? I think so, if I'm not mistaken. But guys, we're talking about a former Roma captain. We're talking about the guy who was voted the best signing of the season in 2015 by the Roma fans. He made the team of the decade, last decade obviously, with the likes of Alisson, Marquinhos, Alexander Kolarov, Mira Lempjanic, Daniele De Rossi, Raja Nangolan, Mohamed Salah, Edin Dzeko, and of course, Francesco Totti. This is not just some guy coming to Olympiacos. This is huge. Uh, as for what, you, what Labros just said, excellent point, Labro. We don't know when he's going to be ready, but... Uh, he is going to be eligible for Atalanta ever since 2018-2019 season. The rules have changed about players uh, who have already played in the uh, in the uh, European competition. Uh, but I don't think Pedro Martins would be too keen to have this player over unless he knew he could have him for the Europa League. Because the Greek Super League is done, guys. It's done. I mean, Olympiacos have to commit suicide to lose that title. But I think he wants him for Europe. And I think if he didn't think he's ready for Europe, it wouldn't have happened, in my opinion. Also, Costa, can I say one thing? Um, I There's a ton of reasons why maybe the things didn't go right in Naples. You have Koulibaly, the relationship there, the relationship with Spalletti, as I told you about, Gattuso, whatever, getting fired, who brought Manulas there. But also just Costa's Manulas from the Italian friends I have. I have a lot of Roma fans, um, fans that, like he loves Rome, you know. And I think many you guys have Italian friends. You'll ask uh, Italian friends, is Rome the same as Naples? They'll tell you it's not. <laughs> it's not the same city. So, you know, the guy was loved in Rome. He loved the city of Rome. His Italian's fantastic. And then he goes to Naples, which again is not one of the the pizzas are good, but I don't know, not Rome. So I don't know. It, it's almost a case of maybe... Yeah, he just fell. He fell out of like he loved this Rome team. He stayed for so long. And then you go to Naples to play for Napoli. I don't know. There's just so many things where I just don't think it was performance wise. I just think it was mentality and just bad fit. You know, the coach who brings you in is fired. The a coach you hated is brought in like all of these things say to me, it, this is not a player washed up, but it's simply a player who was in a difficult circumstances and has made it clear, uh, I think everyone who knows about Costas Manulas knows he spends the most time he can spend in Greece. All uh, 
as much as he can. He's like the king of Noxious in the summer. I saw him this summer on the beach. Like he's loved there, you know, like he, he loves the Greece, you know? So I don't know. I think that's a huge point as well. I just, this idea of him being washed up and blah, blah, broken players. I just think it's so lazy and not right. I, I really, I'd almost bet the house that that's not the case. Like my opinion. Well, let's uh, just one little thing that's worth mentioning. Chelsea wanted to sign Costas Manolas in 2018. Manchester United and Arsenal wanted to sign him in 2019. That's two years ago. And they were willing to splash 30 million pounds. He's 30 years old now and he's at Olympiacos. Barcelona was rumoured too, I think, during Valverde's time. If I'm not mistaken, it could have been a rumor. I don't know if it really translated into anything. Obviously, it didn't. But but you're right. I mean, he's been he's been up there. I think with the top ten, top twenty centre backs the last the last few years. I mean, I I remember. I think we all do. We remember very vividly the player that left, the player that just absolutely took out Van Persie in the first game, at least when we played United at home, and then as as Labro said, had a really good World Cup. Um, and then obviously, you know, he, he he got his move out of Greece. Now, I know that there were some people that were asking for a deep dive. And we do have a deep dive. And I'm going to remind everybody, you know, who, who Costas Manolas is. So Costas Manolas, six foot two, 189 centimetres tall, 83 kilograms, 182 pounds of dead sexiness uh, for, for you Americans. This is from Ari, by the way. You know, Ari is the guy that does the deep dive. So this is Ari speaking. He radiates big dick energy when shutting down attackers, stands erect when the Karaiskagi is in its full atmosphere. He's a wild Mustang that can't be tamed by Epo or its Dutch yes men. He answers only to Olibiakos. And that's your deep dive over, ladies and gents. Okay. I've I've had my fun. I've really enjoyed it, guys. Like it's been a great day, joyous day for Olympiacos fans. Another day where our opponents whinge and cry and moan. They're so used to doing that. They're so well trained doing it the last 10, 20 years. I don't know how long that you know another day doesn't matter. But okay, I did speak to some friends in Italy today. Um, a guy I played football with, uh, Dario Ranieri. Shout out Dario. Um, Dario is from Naples. He is a big Napoli fan, of course. And, of course, he the first thing he says to me, I knew you were going to text me today. And I say, OK, you know, what's your reaction on all of this? And what do you have to say about Manolas? Um, first thing he says is that he's a player that he feels he was always injured. And he, and he said that it's the same thing that Roma fans told him when they signed him, is that he's a player that plays two out of three games, and then he's out for two or three games. Now, I've seen the way his body's kind of evolved over years. And I don't know, maybe I've got it wrong, but maybe he has enjoyed the Naples pizza a bit too much. The, the, the one thing I will say is that looking at what Hernani, the fitness coach, has done with Ronnie Lopez, I think the timing is great that he's managed to come in in mid-December He's got time to work with the fitness coach until January to start, you know, getting into shape if he's not in good shape and fitness wise. 
So um, the other thing he said was that he never really developed 100% that, that full chemistry with, with Koulibaly at the back. And at least from the few uh, Napoli games that I saw, I I can also I also saw that as well. I, I mean, they played together what more than I think just over two years, but but didn't really ever seem to to really click. Well, when you're talking about two world class defenders like Koulibaly and and Manolas, you expect really like Napoli to probably do, be doing better than they have done in the last few years. And this year he hasn't been playing, and I think Napoli are, are top of Syria. Um, he also said if the guy alone was fit he's great very fast still very fast good tackling a bit too impetuous is also what he said um so that's the feedback that i got from uh from my my good friend dario ranieri in in naples costa have you talked to any other journalists in your field like in the uk or in italy like what have you been Hearing. What are people making of this move right now? Well, uh, yes, I have had a, a chat before uh, we went uh, live on air, but uh, the inf- I got some uh, some background information behind the deal. Uh, but this is going to come out tomorrow uh, with the sun. I cannot, I'm not at liberty to uh, share it right now. So watch the space, guys. Watch the space. Obviously, this is a, they are recognizing this as a major move for Olympiakos. It shows intent. Like I said, uh, this is not about the Greek League. You mentioned uh, Olympiakos' opponents. They don't, they're not part of this conversation. They haven't been part of the conversation all season. If you ask me, Pauk really missed a huge chance this season because Olympiakos have not been strong uh, so far. So they missed a really good opportunity to, you know, actually go for the title, but they're even weaker. Uh, he's here for the Europa League right now. That just shows intent ahead of Atalanta right now. you got a player who's very physical, who's very quick, which is very important for Napoli, uh, Atalanta's lethal counterattacks, which is something Olympiacos are going to deal with a lot. I do not expect the lines to be that high up, especially from defense. But no, they are very impressed. Like I said, this is a player that Chelsea wanted to sign three years ago. Man United and Arsenal were willing to pay over 30 million pounds. That's almost 40 million euros two years ago. I was writing those stories. I expected him to come to the Premier League. Uh, this is a major, like you said, we, we said it before, I'm going to say it again. This is a major coup for Olympiacos. Uh, fitness is a big issue, obviously a big question. But like I said, I cannot imagine Pedro Martins giving the go-ahead for a player he can't have in February or March for such an important game. Like I said, it's not about Greece, it's about Europe. Costa, do you really think Pedro Martins had a say in this? Because from, I mean, obviously, Marinagis has said something to Martins, but this this is personal. Like, this is a personal transfer from, from Marinagis, I think. I mean, we're not in shortage of centre-backs. Uh, okay, we can have a discussion about Copa Africa and whether that's going to happen or not. Uh, whether Semedo is going to leave, whether Cisse might bring in a big fee in in January, you know that's all speculation. We, you know, but uh, fr- from what they both said in the press conference as well, you really got that feeling that this is this is a personal move by the president. Um, he said that I'm the one that saw Manolas uh, when he was at Ayk, and I saw the potential, and I bought him here when he became a free agent. 
Manolas acknowledged that the president took took the risk to bring him to Olympiacos and he's done the same bringing him back so <laughs> I, I, I I don't want to say the coach hasn't been um consulted Involved. on yeah on this move but certainly I think it's like we're getting Manolas you're good with this no it doesn't matter we're signing him <laughs> that's yeah. literally what I feel has happened here and I, yeah, I agree so much. And this will be my last point before I head out and leave the rest for you guys. I was watching the statements he gave to the club's media. And one thing he said is like, I'm here to give enthusiasm, passion, and cover wherever the team is missing. Like, I don't know if that's, I don't know. The translations always screw me. But anyway, that was my interpretation uh, in English. And it says a lot because I've, I remember we talked about this in Antwerp, in Frankfurt, when we were in Frankfurt, like the lack of passion, you know, on a big night, like almost almost not like the team is a bit of a front runner sometimes. You know what I mean? When things are good, like everyone's passionate, everyone's going. But when shit hits the fan, like this team really seems to struggle, like adversity just, I'm really, I've been looking for a captain of Olympiacos, like Socrates, for some reason, to me, I don't think he's shown that much leadership on the field, like shown a captain's edge. Like he's played fantastic, but I haven't felt like he's like the captain. Like I hope that is Manolas. You know what I mean? I, I hope Manolas gets the captain's armband sooner rather than later. And I hope he he kind of uh kind of brings that uh brings that brings that passion back anyway. And with that, Swiss Club, Gate Seven, hell yeah, we're gonna be in Bergamo hell yeah we're gonna be there we're gonna be there and um yeah with that i'm out i'm honestly one last point really interested to see who gets dropped between cc socrates Cisse's had a fantastic year i really feel for him if he's the guy who gets dropped i read some people saying maybe time for the back three to come back fuck no hopefully not um so let's just see what happens let's see what happens i think ba this means ba's gone and you know what one last thing Dimitri Siofas is also on a free. I wouldn't be against it. That's it. That's all I, I think got. Semedo's leave. Before you leave, I think it's Semedo. I think that's Semedo's just already short. gone. Thanks. I never want to see him again. Me he too. Disappeared. Thank you. God Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What he a shouldn't have played against Levadiakos, was shit. Excellent. Blah, blah, blah. Excellent. Anyway, Excellent. that's it. That's all I have. Night, Next Lavro. episode, Lavro. maybe from Honolulu, Hawaii. We'll see. Maybe if we do on Sunday. Lavro we'll be will be back before February. <laughs> Um, I, I will be back hopefully before February. But you and I be... not see you in Bergamo. So we're not going to see you until February. <laughs> the thing is, uh, like, I'll be back in Hawaii. So it's going to be like 7 a.m. podcast. Like right now, it's 10:30 in the morning Hawaii. So anyway, that's just that's just, be my just, just for those like newer listeners, like Labro grew up in Hawaii because you know that's a big hub for Olympiacos fans yeah, growing are, up. Like, in case you didn't know, yeah. please subscribe. Please like Subscribe. help us to reach out to Olympiagos fans all over the world. The bigger we get, the more we can pick out the Olympiagos fans all over the world. We are everywhere. Proof exactly. here. I'm in Damn right. And I'm going to be waking up at 4 a.m. to watch fucking La Mia bullshit games. So anyway, that's that's what we're looking forward to. Anyway, have a yes, good night, boys. It. I'll be listening to the second half of the episode dude. tomorrow morning. I'm off to make a raclette. Raclette? Raclette. Anyway, screw it. Raclette. Rock lads, I'm off. Okay, bye everyone. Yeah. Ciao. Take care, dude. Yeah, yeah. Costi, you and me. Not Just much more to say, really, man. Like, 
Well, it's like I said, it just shows intent. Uh, Atalanta are obviously still the, the absolute favorites to go through, absolute favor, favorites, but this kind of tilts the balances right now. The balances have tilted just a little bit right now, but still, uh, Olbiaco still, like I said, they've been so poor this season. Pauk have really missed the boat on this one because next season you just don't know. Olbiacos might be even stronger than they were in the 2019 2020 season. We've heard some big names for wingers. We've heard some. Uh, we've heard some rumors for uh, that they're looking for new fullbacks. You know, once you figure out this major problem that is in that you got in fullbacks, once you manage to connect those lines, you know, defense with midfield, midfield with offense, like Simikas and El Abdelawi did, then you know you're kind of starting to cook. Uh, but I don't think really Manolas is the kind of guy who's going to give the extra spark to Olympiacos. But then again. You also have Costas Fortunis coming back from injury. You got, I guess, Karbovnik is going to come back from injury eventually. And Gary Rodriguez is going to be on the list as well. That's yeah. two extra. That's two extra names you got on the list. Manolas and Rodriguez. I think Olympiacos are only allowed one more. If they have, if they, they're going to make more signings. But I think they're only allowed yeah. one more. I think they're only allowed one more. Yeah, that's true. Something that we need to consider if we make more signings. It's going to be complicated for the list, um, for sure. No, I think, I mean, obviously you're right. There's there's a lot of expectation, for sure. Um, and what, what I was thinking earlier was um, the look on his face you know, when he was outside uh, the offices of, of Olympiacos. You know, he was... He looked delighted, man. It's like how how rare is it that you see that kind of genuine look of absolute delight and joy on a player? It's very rare, you know. Often it's the agent calls the players, like you know, the deal's been agreed between the clubs. You're going here, right? Okay, we've heard that in the case of Jose Sar, like how he how he ended up at Olympiagos. Like his agent called him, says you're going to Greece. Like okay, from one day to the other. But here you're looking at a player who, you know, like, like Labro said, he was talking about bringing passion, uh, playing for the team and giving back to the fans, giving back to the, the president and and leading by example. So I think I like to think he's also a player that he he will not, uh, he's not, it's not all about words. He said that as well. He wants to, he wants to prove it on the pitch and he was always like that as a player. He never lacked passion. And to this point about having passion in the team, I think at centre-back at least, there's been no lack of passion. And you've got players like Cissé and, and Socrates. Manolas can be a bit impetuous, like my like my buddy from, from Naples was saying. Um, so, yeah, I think he had, what, so seven appearances this season, of which two or three were starting, and he got three or four yellow cards. Mm. So... I mean, it, it it is what it is. For sure, we're going to see passion. Um, I'm curious to see how we do end up lining up at the back. I think everybody's, you know, gone immediately and started thinking about Manolas or Gratis pairing. But hang on a minute. Uh, Cissé has been our MVP, for me at least, this season. And I don't see how he gets taken out of that starting eleven. And to think about the raw strength and the pace that they both have at the back, a Cisse and Manolas partnership, oh, that would be tasty. I would, I would like to see, to see that, and I wouldn't mind seeing this as well. Uh, Michal is Mike 
uh, everyone's getting excited now. It's like, you know, you've had you've had a bite to eat, you're <laughs> and now you want a bigger bite. Next band, Luka Milivojevic says Michal is Mike. He's not been playing at Palace, but yeah. let's let's not go too far off topic. And it's not the same as Manolas. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I, I did mention to uh, the lovely audience here that there's going to be more info, uh, exclusive info coming out tomorrow that I cannot uh, share just now, but I can give a sneak peek. Manolas really wanted to come back. He really, really wanted to come back to Olympiacos and Greece. And that played a huge part in uh, what's going on uh, right now. Uh, he really, really wanted to come back. Uh, as for the plans, uh, what I'm hearing right now is uh, Martins will want to play a 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2 with Socrates, Papastathopoulos, Costas, Manolas, and Papea Busisse at the, at the back. But he does seem like the kind of tinker man in the sense that he just he adjusts to uh, situations. You never really know with Pedro Martins. Uh, and if I may go back to the Atalanta thing, uh, we, we, we've discussed this so many times together that uh, we got players right now who don't seem too keen to be at Olympiacos anymore in the sense that they've given it all, they've done it all, and now they're too good for Olympiacos. And they are too good for Olympiacos. Pedro Martins, Pape Abusise, Mati Camara. Uh, I mean, Usain Uba was also pretty, was also quite too, good. Too good for before. the Greek League. Too good for the Greek League. Yes, but, you know, obviously right now he is he has been very disappointing, but... Man. He was very good, uh, especially you know against Wolves and against uh, and the Europa League that uh, in the 2019-2020 season. Even Semedo, obviously Semedo was done with Olympiacos, and we saw that with Mitrogoritz. But now you know he can just you know whatever he should be cut. He should be axed from Olympiacos anyway. Uh, so I am hoping that the Atalanta game will uh, will spark a fire under their tails because uh, they do understand that. Scouts are still looking, they're still watching. And you know, if you don't deliver in a big match situation, they're not going to come for you. And even if they do, they're not willing to pay a lot of money, which is going to be a problem with Vagelis Marinakis. So I do hope that they're finally going to wake up and see this as you know, that right now we got to deliver. And now you got Manolas, you got Gary Rodriguez, you got Fortunis, baby Karbovnik. Who knows? Yeah, the thing is, Costa, you know this just as well as I do, but and anybody that's played football even amateur, you can't just do this and say, I'm going to play really, really good from one there's day a bit to of the a break. There's a bit of a break and there's a yeah. bit of time until those two big games. And it's huge that the next, the second, uh, the second leg is in the Karaiskaikis, which is something that never happens for Olympiacos. Ever. It's true. But it happens, yeah. it happens with Metalist. With Metalist and Levante, but that was back in 2000. Levante was in 2013. Metalist was in 2012. Yeah, uh, ever since Levante, yeah, been almost 10 years, almost 10 years ago. Uh, I didn't even actually expect that. I was shocked when I heard that uh, the Europa League uh, runners-up were seeded. I couldn't believe it. Obviously, Atalanta are still uh, the absolute favorites, but Manolas is a huge addition for Olympiacos and a huge addition for next season as well. Uh, Olympiacos is a team with really good players, but not a good team. It's just not blending. It's just not mixing. But this is, a, like we said, this is a huge coup. There's going to be more moves if Olympiacos managed to get at least one decent cent uh, fullback. You know, let's see. Lala and Reabchuk are kind of waking up, especially the latter. Let's see. 
and I was just looking this up again, and I, I Manuel, that's is thirty years old. He's yeah. thirty years old. It's like pretty much prime age for a centre back. Yeah, that's exactly for a centre back. Exactly that yeah. position. Yes. I mean, it's again, it's a three and a half year contract. He's he's finishing his career here. That's what we all hope for, and that's what I think he wanted. That's what he he's wanted. not going to the Premier League. He's not going to the Premier League. No, like, yeah, we said that. We said that he's he wanted to end it at uh, Olympiakos, and he had a massive partnership with Papastathopoulos in the Greek national team. They were they were one of the main reasons Greece made it to the round of sixteen and almost made it to the quarterfinals. It was those two, those two, that partnership Pretty right much. there, excellent chemistry. And you just mentioned Papa Papea Busise and Manolas with their pace together. That could be something special. And that could even raise Papea Busise's stock. And he could, you know, be a massive yeah. sell in the summer. And he could also become a much better player. Uh, so, so many prospects with this one. So many prospects with this one. I think that's all we've got time for. We've been going just over half an hour. Costa, any last thoughts? Well, let's uh, let's keep an eye on this. Obviously, you know, let's uh, let's not get too excited about this. But uh, like I said, this is not a Miralas Yaya Toure kind of situation. The numbers say this. We mentioned the numbers that Yaya Toure and Kevin Miralas did not come back with those kind of numbers. They came back with the exact opposite of those numbers if it doesn't work out for this season it's obviously something for next season i don't know about captain material he was not that with the greek national team neither was papastathopoulos which is worrying it's just worrying because he needs to come you know he needs to come up uh, come uh, come out uh, in front in front of everyone else and you know lead this team fortunis hasn't also shown a lot of uh, leadership qualities buchalak is by far the best you got on that front in a, which is worrying they're, they're different Different personalities. I mean, Fortunis is very kind of low key, quiet. Manolas quite outspoken, quite tuli You know how they say. So it could it could be a good fit. We'll see. As I said, he's got three and a half year contract. He's there for the long term. Maybe let's see. He's a no bullshit kind of guy, basically. Like yeah. he's he's he doesn't he doesn't take any. He doesn't take any, and he he doesn't really give the impression that you know he. he He's gonna he's gonna mince his words. He's gonna you know hold back about what he really thinks. But anyways, that was an assumption there. But the fact that he is a no bullshit kind of guy, it is true. Uh, his heart is nails. He's the kind of center back you want. He doesn't get yeah. intimidated by anyone, which is you know it's good. You know he's never gonna lose his nerve. Uh, more info coming up, guys, tomorrow. So watch the space. Give us a follow for more. Both Gate Seven International and us too as well. You can follow Costas Llanos. You can see his handle there, at Llanos Costas. He'll be breaking with some juicy exclusive tomorrow. So don't miss that. Thanks for joining everyone for this impromptu episode of Gate 7 International. Thanks again. If you haven't subscribed, click that subscribe button. Hit the bell as well so that you're reminded whenever we go live. Thanks for making it this far. See you next time. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiakos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiakos fans from every corner of the world. 
bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Trilos, he said. Στο μυαλό κάτι μαγικό.